Okay, I guess we're gonna record on the cloud. Um, Aloha cloud. Is this gonna be like our thing now? I don't like it. Um, we're just gonna steal um, Sprinkle and Glitter's entire brand. I just bit myself on the thumb. <laughs> anyway, what's up? Let's do a little ASMR because I'm gonna crack my Pepsi real quick because you should know by now I have an unhealthy addiction. I can't give the pop. The three things I can't live without in this world is refried beans, Pepsi, and queso. Truly. <laughs> Scientologist. Scientology is way out of the, the realm of believability. It honestly is. And, like, I don't know why people still, like buy into that shit in my personal opinion i be i believe in aliens but i personally believe that aliens don't want to fuck with us i'm like i feel like aliens have too much like too much value but time to give any shit about what we're doing especially after like the whole um january 6th situation they're just like no no where on january 6th january 6th of last year what happened oh 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 yeah, um, yeah. Were you living under a rock? <laughs> or no, I just don't care to think about those things. Oh. Anyway, welcome to another episode of Sierra chewing directly into the microphone. And us Bitches, this is dinner time for me. You gotta deal with me multitasking. <laughs> As of recording this, it is Super Bowl Sunday. Um I don't <clears throat> care about any of that. Um Who's even but playing? The only thing I know is that the Buccaneers are apparently playing. I only care if the Chiefs are playing. Then I could be like, whoa, that's the team from my state. Otherwise, I could not care less. Huh. Oh. Do the Chiefs play twice or something? I don't know. The Chiefs were Super Bowl champions like one year. Uh, I don't even know where the Buccaneers are like based. Like, where did I think? Tampa Bay. Oh, makes sense. I think why I can I, double check. Why I know nothing about them. Um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, isn't that Florida? Um, yes, Tampa Bay is in Florida. <laughs> isn't there multiple teams from Florida? Jackson um, Jaguars? Miami um, something. Jackson. Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Um, how about them Dolphins, eh? The only thing I know about the Dolphins is Ace Ventura. The only thing I know about Dolphins is... Um, that if you are not gay, then you know everything about the dolphins, according to the birdcage. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know anything about, um, have you ever seen Ace Ventura? Pet um, detective? I saw the one where he was, like, in the woods, and then the tribe was, like, trying to attack him. Oh, that's the other one. The one I'm talking about is he, um, goes around Florida trying to rescue Snowflake, the Miami Dolphins dolphin. <laughs> that's the entire movie. Oh my god. It's a pretty good movie. Jim Carrey is everything. He's hilarious. Gotta stretch up my headband here because it does not look good. Does my hair look okay without the headband? Yeah, it looks okay. I'm just trying to look like a normal person because... Anyone who knows if I get slightly sick or just feel bad in any capacity, I go into full, like, debilitation. Like, I... 
I had my dog over this weekend. I just found out I'm allergic to her. And I'm having the worst fucking time handling it. <laughs> what a way to find out that you're allergic to the dog that you've had for many years. Um. Granted, it is my parents' dog. And I lived with my parents for a while. But she never slept with me. Mm. So it's not like I spent a shit ton of time around her. But um, the last time she came over, I was already sick. And then I felt worse. And then I felt perfectly fine. Then she comes over and I feel like crap. So I'm like, shit, I might be allergic to this dog. It's like, oh, this is Lily's fault. Because <laughs> <laughs> all the dogs I've had before um, just happened to be a hypoallergenic. Yeah, like Tucker, he had hair, not fur. Yeah, so it wasn't like any of a, anyone else had dog allergies. I think it's just me. And um, they just... Lily's just kind of the first, because we used to buy like one breed of dog. It was called a Brussels Griffon because my aunt was a breeder for a long time of these dogs. So we often had these dogs around and we bred them as well. Like we had a few litters and that's where Tucker came from. So we just, Lily's kind of the first dog we've gotten outside of the family in quotations. <laughs> like she just happens to be the first dog we've gotten that has fur. I guess. She sheds like a motherfucker for being a boxer. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't think short-haired dogs are supposed to, like, shed a lot, are they? No, but, like, Labradors and boxers shed, like, too much. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> I just got refried beans on my setup. Anyway, for today's episode, we couldn't think of anything. Um, but so tomorrow is Valentine's Day. Tomorrow is Valentine's Day. So let's tell everyone about our love prospects. Oh yeah. Um, I'm single <laughs> as fuck. I've been single as fuck for my entire life and I hate it every single second of it. <laughs> I am also single, but this has been about um, three or four years. I, at the beginning of college, I had a really bad boyfriend and ever since then I haven't because that sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm the resident slute of our friendship yeah. Even though I'm not that, like, slutty, I'm just the only one that's not a virgin. <laughs> She's just the one who talks about it, like, all the I time. Know. Yes. Uh uh You do, too. I talk about, like, wanting to not be a virgin. Meanwhile, you're talking about, like, oh, this guy. That is not a story I'm willing to tell at this point in time. <laughs> we will cut that story out. <laughs> But yeah, she <laughs> subscribe to our Patreon and maybe I'll tell it. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, follow our Patreon and then she will tell every single detail of that story. <laughs> but I am also single, have been for years. Um, I've had a few moments that we were just like, nah, fam, like no big deal. Mm -hmm. There is a boy that I've been interested in that I might go on a date with soon. He's a Ooh. nice guy. We talk, we've talked on the phone a few times. He's a nice guy. Nice. I keep my options open <laughs> because my my uh, relationship with Diego Luna is going very well. Oh, yeah. Um, how is Diego, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> he started showing up on my Instagram like 
I really enjoyed Dirty Dancing of Anna Nights, and I took a moment for self-love and decided to purchase the movie instead of rent it, so I have it on my Amazon forever. Um, Comfort but, movies for the win. By the way, Sierra, why don't you tell the audience about how you already have it on DVD, yet you just bought it today? <laughs> <laughs> right with the... Why does I take a bite? <laughs> um, I do, in fact, own the DVD one moment. Mm-hmm. She Here has it, it on standby for every occasion. <laughs> like Katya in uh, with <laughs> contact. Mine is Dirty Dancing Havana Nights. <laughs> but today, I wanted it to watch it. So instead of walking 20 feet to my office to grab it off my DVD case and take it back into my living room to watch it, I decided to buy it for $5 on Amazon. Well, it's not a bad price for such an amazing movie. So this is like my mint condition copy that I keep for collector's reasons, obviously. Look how mint it is. It's very good. I got it at a, I also got this at a thrift store for like two or three dollars, so. Nice. Nice. I love Diego Luna. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway. He's been showing up on my Instagram now, but because like, I don't express any interest towards him in terms of like for, um, in terms of people on social media to be able to find it and like track it to me and like give it to me like that personalized experience that social media does Mm -hmm. so i'll be just like scrolling because i do the thing on instagram where i go to my explore play page and see a post that i like and just start scrolling through that related posts and then all of a sudden i'm on like eyeliner videos and then there's diego luna i'm like what is Um, going on instagram really came for your throat with your daddy issues shut up <laughs> the guy the guy I'm interested in is almost 30 years old. Oh jeez. You're I'm you're 24. 20... I know, but like He's 29. You couldn't find anybody that was like none of I shouldn't be judging. Never mind. Um if it's true, My I'll... other option is 19, so Oh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you taking on 30-year-old. <laughs> I mean, Diego is 18 years older than me. True. True. He Callum, was a full-ass adult when I was born. <laughs> Callum is four years older than me, and I would I would so hit that. <laughs> Callum is, like, maybe two years older than me. Luke is only a year older. Oh, yeah, you were born 98. Seven. 97? Yeah, 97. Luke, Luke was born in 97. Pretty sure he was born in 96. No, I swear, I'm not going crazy. Luke Hemmings. <laughs> Ah, shit. July 16th, 1996. Winner. All right, all right. Quit with the braggadocio. <laughs> I haven't started yet. Oh, no, there goes, goes Mr. Braggadocio. Mr. braggadocio. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're lying like Pinocchio. If scared of the bulls, stay out the rodeo. I got more hoes than a phone book to Tokyo. I feel like in that lyric change, she could have picked anyone else but Tiger Woods. He could have picked, like, any rich person. He could have picked, like, any... He couldn't pick Niall. He's a golfer. He's a good golfer. Ooh, that burned. Do you ever, like, take a good swig of um, a carbonated drink and it just, like, ooh, all the way down? Oh, no, I hate carbonated drinks. What the fuck? I, I hate, like, the burning of the carbon. That's the best part for me. That's the worst part. God damn. <laughs> I love that. That's the best part. That's like why I can't give up Pepsi. <laughs> That's like or any drink. I remember when I was in acting class, my teacher, Miss Stacy, shout out to Miss Stacy. 
um <laughs> she told us not to drink um pop like coke or pepsi because it has the same type of acid that they use to like clean up blood off of um highways during car crashes you also got to realize proportions when they make when they make assumptions like this yeah but also like um coke coca leaves coke it's only called coca-cola because it originally started as a medicine because they used to think cocaine was a medicine cocaine can cure anything if you have no, a scratch can't. on your forehead, just use some cocaine. If you Trust broke me, your if you broke your leg, just use some cocaine. I, I will not allude to how I know, but it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> well, I mean, I can guarantee it. You're just giving yourself away. <laughs> <laughs> We've all done things we regret when we were trashed and partying in high school and college. Oh my god! You know what's the funniest fucking stand up special i've ever seen oh let me finish my euphemism we all did weird things when we were drunk and partying in college and high school and now we're a full-blown adult uh recording a weird ass podcast while smearing refried beans all over a tortilla to eat (laughs) growth beautiful beautiful um but anyway the funniest stands up special i've ever seen it was on this is not happening and it was jessa reed and her special was called meth piss Meth piss? Meth piss. So basically, she was a meth addict for many years. And towards the end of her addiction, she figured out after reading an article that um, meth does not break down in your system. So like when you take meth, you're pissing straight meth. So then she thought, I'm pissing liquid gold. I'm just going to drink my piss and get high from that. So then for years after that, for like a year after that, she would drink her piss because of meth. I hate hate that I'm going to say this, but like in terms of drug addict thinking, that was fucking innovative as hell. Oh, she did a podcast with Burt Kreischer and like, it's so fucking interesting, like how she thought as a meth addict. Addicts are wild. Yeah. Like I've listened to that podcast like five times like separate times and it's still just as fascinating as the first time i mean she could freeze it and sell it to other people um yeah but i don't know you'd have to be very down the hole if you were a meth addict willing to drink another meth addict's piss don't underestimate a meth addict oh what i remember in the burt kreischer podcast in the burt kreischer podcast she was talking about how her spirit animals an owl and apparently um according choice According to her, back when weed was illegal, they would have meth crackheads drive down to Mexico, pick up the weed, and then like drive back to wherever they were because meth addicts like can just drive for hours and hours and hours. I don't want to be a meth addict. <laughs> I've I don't. I don't want to be a meth addict either. But anyway, at some point, driving back to where she lived, they found a dead owl just laid on a pillow. And she was like, I need to save this owl because she believed that meth could cure anything. So <laughs> her, plan, her plan was to take the owl back to where the weed dealer was and give it crystal meth. <laughs> and she it, did. I guess it's like a shot of adrenaline. Like when someone passes out and you just go. Ta-ting. Oh, yeah. That's how Nikki Six loved, lived. What? I didn't know this either, but apparently according to her, like, um, you know that PCP? 
Um, yeah. Where, like, you drink it. it out of the bottle cap. Mm-hmm. Um, Not that I've, like, done it or anything. I've never done it, but... Um, same. Apparently, totally. same. Apparently, it's very easy to overdose on that. So what she would do to make money was she made a deal with the bartenders. The if somebody... With somebody overdose on PCP at that bar, then she would just put a rock of meth under their tongue, and then it would like revive them. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Apparently, that that works. Um, Don't I don't know if that actually works, but like it. Please don't try this at home. Please don't try this at home. (laughs) This entire part's just gonna be on Patreon. Good, I need to blow my nose. <laughs> anyway, so our plan for today was <clears throat> we nothing. came up with a list of movies. And we some of these are movies that I've seen and she hasn't seen, and then vice versa. So vice we, versa. Vice versa. Vice versa. Say it like that. I don't know if it's right. Mamma mia. Uh, but basically, we're going to guess what these movies are based on like the title of the movie and like what we know about them. You know, what would also be fun. Have you ever seen like bad descriptions of movies and then you try to figure out what the movie is? Oh yeah. Pepsi. We're not, not sponsored, sponsored by Pepsi. <laughs> we both have the same fun. <laughs> not sponsored. I'm just thirsty. You're just a thirsty hoe. Um, this is how people with ADHD wind down before bed. Exactly. Nothing like a. It's actually some real fucking shit. I don't understand that psychology or brain chemistry or what, but it's like stimulants calm us down. Yeah, it's like I can literally drink a full cup of coffee. Like I remember, I once you know you have ADHD. What? I once drank like me and my old roommates walked down to the coffee shop at like twelve thirty at night, and just (laughs) like I got a venti like. Oreo cookies and cream frappuccino and like with, Starbucks that's open all night. It wasn't a Starbucks. It was a coffee oh. bean, but it was like a cookies and cream with coffee. And I drank the yeah. entire thing. And then I just went to bed. <laughs> that's how I am. I have like a can of Pepsi before bed and it's probably a bad thing to do. And I know that was how I was in school too. I would go and get a fountain drink before I went to bed. <laughs> but you know, you have ADHD when you can take a bump of cocaine and feel like a normal fucking person girl you're just exposing yourself (laughs) i'll tell you what like i did it i mean my friend did it (laughs) and it sucked because i didn't feel what people feel on cocaine i just felt like a normal goddamn person i was like (laughs) i feel nothing (laughs) i fucking hell i just felt normal i felt normal but my face kind of like tingled that was it it was just like, I wasted all this money on this fucking Coke just to feel normal. <laughs> my best friend is a fucking crazy person. One time we were just sitting at my house, like watching TV, having some drinks. And she goes, I want to do cocaine. I really liked cocaine. I'm like, you need to fucking stop right now. <laughs> See, I don't, where the fuck do people find drug dealers? Because like, I went to high school in like a very bougie um like so you gotta know a guy a very rich part of metro detroit and like every single fucking weekend kids had nothing else to do besides like get insanely high and drunk and just oh that's how it was around here yeah that's what you do in the midwest when you 
there's literally nothing to do in the Midwest. That's how I describe my hometown to people. I'm like, so what was your town like? It's like, literally, if we weren't, like, at a basketball game or studying or whatever, like, the only thing to do was to have sex and do drugs. Oh, yeah. I remember when I was... And I was only doing one of those things. I bet you can guess what it was. It sounds like you were doing both of those. (laughs) No, actually, I was doing drugs. I didn't lose my virginity until I was 18 years old. Oh, wow. But But I uh, made up for it. (laughs) But I remember my freshman year, there was this party going on in my neighborhood and one of the kids took so much drugs, I think it was like coke or heroin or whatever, that he went completely, became a vegetable. That's not what I was expecting you to say. Yeah, I think he went into a coma for a little bit and then he turned (laughs) into a vegetable. And like he can't like move or talk or eat by Is he still alive or did they end up like letting him go? As far as I know, he's still alive. This might, but... this is very dark and I don't want to dwell on this subject, but in my opinion, if I got to that state of life, let me go. I don't want oh, to live yeah. like that. Yeah, no. Like, my mom is like that too. Like, my... Note um... to my loved ones, let me go. If I, I believe in quality of life over quantity of life. Yeah, like my great aunt, she had a stroke and then she was in a wheelchair for like 15 years the last 15 years of her life and she couldn't do anything mm-hmm. so like if that happened to me just pull the fucking plug like inject yeah. me with salt do whatever you want basically it's like if i can't feed myself or go to the bathroom by myself i once i lose bodily autonomy i don't want to be here anymore if i cannot feed myself or wipe my own asshole then just let me go yeah i don't I feel bad for the people. Uh, someone told me this once in school, and it completely, like, opened my mind when they were like, people usually want these people around for themselves, not for the people that are there, you know? Like Terry Schiavo, I feel mm-hmm. like. I think that was something we were talking about, but just the idea that, like, the people that want these people to stay alive when they don't want to be alive are, like, they want them around for them, not for the other person. Yeah. And, and that kind of blew my it, mind. As hard as it is to, like, let them go, like, you're just letting them suffer living, like, The thing five, is, 10, what do people years. say when someone lives? They're like, oh, they had a good life, or, oh, they're not suffering anymore. They're not in pain anymore. That's what they tell themselves when they die, so why can't they tell themselves that when they're wanting to pass? Yeah. Remember when South Park did Terry Schiaffo the musical? Oh, my God. <laughs> Terry Shiva. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> I just That's... remembered that. That's all I think about every time Terry Shiva was brought up is the Terry Shiva musical from South Park. Okay. <laughs> and then in the, in the first graders did a Thanksgiving musical. Didn't oh. one of them do Anne Frank? I would not be surprised in the least bit if one of them did Anne Frank. <laughs> it was horribly funny. Oh my god. Ter- Wait, how does it go? Like, Terry Shivo, she... Terry Shivo. She was... Did she just have cancer, or was she a um, in a vegetative state? Um, She had a stroke, and then she went into, like, a coma vegetative state. And she was like that for 11 years, I believe, before... What is the PC... Is there a PC way to say that? Because I feel like vegetable is not it anymore. She was... Um... Brain dead or in a vegetative state. In a vegetative state. But, yeah, I was just curious if there's a better way to say it. Um, I, I don't know. 
Because that brought up the whole ethical question of doctor-assisted suicide. Yeah. And then I think it was her parents who wanted to, like, pull the plug on her for a long time. And then her husband was just like, no, I want her alive. Oh, I thought that was the opposite. Like, I thought the husband was like, we should let her go. And the parents were like, nah, fam. Oh, no. He Either was, way. Like, putting up a fight. Gung-ho. Yeah. For my hoe. <laughs> that was bad. I'm sorry. Should we Should we move on to the uh, movies? We were talking about drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, should I just start on the list of movies? Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So the first one on my list is Audrey Rose. You wanted me to watch this. We tried to watch it. Doesn't a girl get um, abducted or something? And then, like, the whole movie is trying to find her? Is that your final guess? Yes. Um, no. Basically, it's a reincarnation type movie with Anthony Hopkins where she died in a car accident in a fire in her mm-hmm. past life. And then she was reincarnated as Ivy. And then he found out that Ivy was Audrey Rose. And then throughout Ivy's life, she would have like these nightmares every year on her 11th birthday where she was like in a fire. Every year on her 11th birthday, she turned 11 every single every, year. Every year on her birthday <laughs> up until she was 11 because she died at 11. She um, had <laughs> nightmares about her like being in a fire. That is not the way to go. Yeah, no. But and I, then the, yeah. I remember there was a scene where they sent her to a fucking convent. And she saw they were having like this big fucking bonfire for some reason. And then she like was staring at the fire, got down on her knees and started crawling into the fire. And one of the nuns had to like pull her out. That's scary. Yeah. That is legitimately terrifying. Yeah. Wild. Sorry, I was like holding in my breath. I did not want to have you breathe into my microphone, but then I ended up doing it. So anyway, um, Shiva. she what? How the fuck does it go? I don't fucking know. Stop asking me questions. Oh, that was Family Guy that did the Terry Shivo song. <laughs> Remember, was it was that? it was Stewie. He was doing the um, play and then he was yeah. the plug. Oh no, yeah. Oh my gosh. What did South Park do then? Because they did like a kid musical that was really fucking dark. Maybe that was Anne Frank. I'm not sure. Oh, they did another one about her too. I thought so. Because I remember it came out the same week that... um... Didn't Stewie also freak out and piss his pants in front of everyone? Yeah. (laughs) I thought. (laughs) Because he had been... Oh, so basically in that episode, Kenny was Terry. Oh, yeah. Wasn't Kenny like one of those episodes where like Kenny was dead for more than one episode? He he died like every single episode. I know, but there were some episodes where they like prolonged his death. Like he wasn't alive by the next episode. Oh, yeah. I don't remember like specific episodes, but. But like there was a few episodes like that. Yeah. And ah. Do you want to like popcorn it? Like I ask one and then you ask one. Sure. The thing is, every single um, thing that every single one of my favorite movies I have showed to Ava. Yes. <laughs> but um, perhaps have you heard of The Outsiders? No, I have not. Um, as far 
I feel like it was like on the same level as The Giver. They're both based on novels. Um, The Outsiders. I have no clue. Is it the one with the where they transformed into animals? No, I won't. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) I I give up. I have no clue what it's about. (laughs) The Outsiders is um based in like the fifties or sixties. Two rival gangs, the poor kids being the greasers, the popular white, um, the popular rich kids being the socias or the socials, they call it. And basically, um, the socias just made it like a thing to like go and jump these poor kids, like, and just beat the shit out of them. So they became their own little gang of greasers, like, because they grease their hair back, that's why we call the greasers. (laughs) And um, basically, one day they picked the wrong time to uh, get to jump two kids, which was the youngest member, Pony Boy, and the weakest member, not the youngest, but the weakest. His name was Johnny. And basically, and he got jumped so bad that, like, the trauma, he started carrying a huge switchblade with him. So, lo and behold, he stabs one of them to death. Oh. And of course, yeah, and of course, being the poor boys that will just be put away no matter what they go on the lamb and they it's actually pretty interesting and they go they go on the lamb and they find themselves in this old abandoned church and they um they live there for a while there's a really funny scene where pony boy they bleach his hair and they cut their they cut each other's hair off with um knives with like the switchblade and like sawed it off and it was hilarious it wasn't hilarious but it was such an interesting scene because there's just a few moments of like wholesomeness where they they read gone to the gone with the wind to each other and it was really cute and then they uh one of their like gang members comes and finds them make sure they're doing okay takes them for real food and he's like i think i want to turn myself in maybe if i like um if i like confess they might give me a lighter sentence and it might be okay and he's like no you're not going to do that and he's like maybe i should and then it becomes a whole argument and then we come back and this church is on fire oh and so the the fucking don quixote over here decides to they both run in to save children that are in the fucking fire because they left a cigarette on i think is what happened mm-hmm. they flicked a cigarette that stayed a lot that stayed alive i don't know that's still lit and um one of the beams fell and crushed Johnny. He had very severe burns and he broke his back because of it. Mm-hmm. And he uh, had really severe burns and it was like really painful and he, could, he couldn't walk anymore anyways. And of course, in the lifestyle they're living in, they're like, I don't know what the fuck we're going to do for this kid in a wheelchair in mm-hmm. this kind of environment. Because he also had really shitty parents. Like his parents didn't give two fucks about him, beat the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. Like, the, like his only family was this gang. And then the other kid turned out to be fine. And he only lives with his two brothers because his parents died. So, like, they were, like, worried sick. And they're like, oh, thank God you're okay. Like, oh, my God. And then they ended up having this huge rumble, like, huge fight with the popular kids and the greasers to, like, once and for all, we need to settle this shit. Because you killed one of our guys, and now he's in a fucking hospital. So we are going to avenge him and like they're going to we're going to avenge our bro. And it was like this whole war war council bullshit. And so they kick the shit out of each other. And then he ends up passing away anyways because of all the injuries he sustained. And he just it was too much stress on his body and he just ended up passing. 
too much for him. So, and so is it kind of like a Benvolio and Marcuccio type situation? Yeah, it's like it's very like it's to learn a lesson. Like these people is very much in the vein of like these people didn't have to die if we did things differently. Okay. And so the guy who ends up his name is Dallas. They call him Dally. It was played by Matt Dillon, fun fact. Oh. And um he basically goes on a tailspin because he was like the toughest nails bro, didn't love anybody, but he cared for and loved Johnny. So he basically went on a tailspin, robbed a store with a not loaded gun just to get ran out into the street and shot down by cops. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was a big ordeal, but it was kind of in that vein. But it was a really popular book. They made us read it in eighth grade. And a fun fact, I think the author wrote it when she was in eighth grade, like writing a, it was an assignment, and it ended up being a book. Oh. And yeah, it was like a big part of, like we did a bunch of projects on this novel. It was a huge novel study. We read it, watched the movie, made our own versions of the movie, which I hope never surface because I have no idea where that shit is. <laughs> but I think I played, um, I think I was Johnny Cade. Yeah, I think I played Johnny Cade, which was Ralph Macchio. I played Johnny Cade in my version oh my. of The Outsiders. <laughs> that was like full fucking circle. <laughs> the and circle it's of life. just, yeah, it's just a big thing on like social constructs. And it's just a commentary on we should treat people better, basically. Hmm. I have the DVD right over here, too. Ooh, let's see. For those who don't know, I am quite the collector of random ass dvds i just love i just mm, i just like movies here it is okay See, yeah these are like the famous actors of the day like here's a uh, patrick swayze matt dillon oh. rob lowe patrick swayze um, ralph macchio tom cruise Ooh. emilio estevez emilio emilio <laughs> But, yeah, Diane Lane was also in it. Oh. So, yeah, it was, like, it was very intense. Huh. It was a good movie. I was obsessed with it for, like, most of my life. That's how I got into, like, the Karate Kid and stuff. Because for those who don't know me, I get into a tailspin. If I like a movie, I will then look up the Wikipedia and look up the actors. And then I'll start watching movies that the actors have been in. And that leads me to other movies that I like. And it's a huge web that was me when I discovered um, Dev Patel and Taron Edgerton. <laughs> I love Taron Edgerton. He's so fucking adorable. Like a 5'8 king. Love him. You know what I, my favorite fun fact about him is that he has professionally performed I'm Still Standing twice. Oh, wait, didn't he do it with Elton John? He did it in Sing and then he did it in Rocket Man. Oh. When he was Rocket Man. So it's like the fact that he was able to sing a song professionally in a movie twice is kind of a mind-blowing thing to me. It's iconic. Because he was the monkey. He was the gorilla in Sing. So he did I'm Still Standing in that movie and then did I'm Still Standing in Rocket Man, which if we have time after this podcast is over, can we watch Rocket Man? Because I don't yes. want to watch Rocket Man. Yes. Rocket Man. Wait, have you ever seen The Kingsman? No. Because yes, in, no. In the second Kingsman, 
Um, there's a scene where the bad guys kidnap Elton John. And then <laughs> he saves Elton John. <laughs> they're like, I heard they're like BFFs now. They are. the Elton John movie. They're like buddies. Yeah, like he performed with Elton John live somewhere. Is Taryn, is he gay or straight? He's straight. Hmm. He's Welsh. (laughs) (laughs) He's Welsh. What? What else do I have just sitting over here? I have, um, there's Dodgeball, Now You See Me. That's a good movie. Uh, Fantastic Beasts, The Little Rascals from the 90s, Anastasia, the Hannah Montana movie. Yes. Mamma Mia, Thoroughly Modern Millie. A lot of these are are DVDs that have been given to me and taken from my family's house when they didn't really care for it. Didn't depreciate when they them. stopped. I love... I never watch DVDs, but I do collect them. <laughs> They're great um, centerpieces. They're great... <laughs> What's the word I'm looking for? Um, the like, core. Yeah, I think I'm going to sneeze. Bless you. Oh, you whore. <laughs> There's nothing I hate worse than that feeling of like having to sneeze and then it goes away because it makes my eyes water and it like burns. And I'm like, I'd rather just fucking sneeze. Yeah. A sneeze is like an orgasm to me. Anyway, my it just, there's a lot of, for me, my sneezes have like a lot of buildup. And then it's like the most satisfying moment ever when it happens. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my turn. <laughs> so. Life is beautiful. What do you think it's about based on that? Based on a vaguely motivating title, I'm sure someone either lost a loved one and or has a terminal illness and has to uh, deal with that and like learn to love life before they die. Learn the meaning of life. Do you want me to give you a hint? Doesn't have that Queen Latifah in it? No. (laughs) It's an Italian a, movie. 365 days? No, not 365 days. <laughs> I want to know what happened to her, though. really hope she didn't die. I'm pretty sure she died. <laughs> Don't crush the Pepsi. Don't crush the Pepsi. <laughs> crush it. Crush it. <laughs> I wasn't going to smash it against my forehead. When am I a man? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, would the you like cells me- typing. <laughs> would you like me to reveal to you what it's about? Yes. So, what's your favorite type of movie? Nazi movies. Nazi movies. It's a Nazi movie, <laughs> basically. Um, it follows um, what the fuck is his name? The Mussolini. main character, not Mussolini. <laughs> <laughs> um. It follows the main character. He's played by Robert, Roberto Benini in real life. Um, and Roberto? then uh, Roberto Benini. And then um, his wife actually plays. And then what do you his... call a man with a rubber toe? Roberto. Roberto. <laughs> Roberto. <laughs> Roberto. Um, and then his wife actually plays the love interest, um, other main character in the movie. I love when movies do that. I'm not going to lie. When they cast two married people as love interests, I love when they do that. Oh, yeah. Like what they did with Matilda. 
Or like they did in um, Once Upon a Time with Jennifer Goodwin and her husband, I think, Josh Dallas. Josh Dallas? I think that's his name. I could be wrong. But um, basically, um, the main character, he's Jewish. And this is like the height of Mussolini Hitler. And they got rid of the Jews too? Um, Yeah, Mussolini was, I think he inspired Hitler. I could be wrong, but he was like very anti-Jew, anti. I don't know. In Nazi. my experience, like learning about, when you mostly just hear what happens in Europe in terms of like around Germany, like Austria, Germany, Poland, Switzerland, things like that. No one really talks about the other fascist countries in terms of like what they were doing. If that makes sense, like I don't remember oh, yeah. the Japanese caring too much about jewish people specifically yeah um i think they were like the axis powers like germany and japan yeah it's germany japan and italy yeah but yeah mussolini was a fucking tyrant um my papa actually remembered before he died seeing him like making his speeches on the balconies when he was the dictator but um basically he's jewish and he meets the love interest, a.k.a. his wife. And they fall in love, but she's Catholic and also engaged to somebody else. So um, he starts trying to woo her. And he eventually gets mm-hmm. her to, like, fall in love with him. And then they get married. They have a son. Um, later on, him and his son are taken to a concentration camp because they're Jewish, but the wife is Catholic. So she ends up, she, after she realizes that her, him, her son and the uncle were all taken to the concentration camp. She went to the train station and was like, take me with you. Like I have nothing else. So take me to your leader. (laughs) Sorry. If you haven't noticed by now, when we're uncomfortable, we make weird jokes. Yeah. We make inappropriate jokes, (laughs) but they take her to the women's concentration camp and then they the uncle the son and the and the main character go to a different concentration camp and basically the entire movie is him trying to convince his son that it's a game like to try to make it less traumatic for him that's like worse he because he was saying like oh this isn't we're not in camp this is a game and we have to do all these different things in order to win a prize at the end. So then at one point, the all the Nazis' children are eating and he sneaks his son in there to like eat the food with the Nazi children. Why does this remind me of the boy in the striped pajamas? It's pretty similar to that. It's in the same vein where they like keep that inf- that crucial information away from them. Yeah. It ends and up biting Asa Butterfield in the ass. It, very much so. But, um, yeah. It's also this, a great metaphor. Yeah. But the entire, mov- the entire movie, he's trying to convince him that it's a game. Towards the end of the World War, when, like, the Nazis have been overthrown, like, Hitler killed himself, and, like, all the Nazis were, like, burning the fucking papers and, like, burning all evidence of what they did. Um, oh, yeah. That was wild. He tried to escape down with, a whole camp. He took that as an opportunity to try to escape with his son. He gets caught. And the final scene is him like 
pretending that it's like a game that he'll be right back. And then he's taken around the corner and shot. And then the very next day, the American soldiers come in and take the boy and then bring him to his mother. So yeah, it's a very good movie, but also very sad. Mm -hmm. I'm just looking real quick at how Hitler died. Cause we've had this disagreement before that he killed himself. Yeah. He killed himself, but no one ever talks about like some say he shot himself. I always thought he, maybe this is just cause I saw it on, um, what's the word? Yeah. I thought he shot himself with Ava Braun. I thought he took cyanide with Ava Braun, but maybe that was just on, um, let's see. Oh God, my eyes are getting all So watery. ballistic trauma was his cause of death. So shot himself. Yeah. Yeah. I looked up. Oh my God. The oh. sneezes. Oh my Lord. So we're both right. He swallowed cyanide and then shot himself. So what was the point of doing? I guess in case like the bullet didn't work and then he was. Unless it didn't kill him or something. Yeah. Oh God. That just like burned for a second. Like I thought I was going to sneeze and then my entire like nose was just on fire and then my eyes started watering like a bitch and then here I am. Ugh. The fucking worst. <laughs> anyway, Ooh. what's your next movie? <laughs> um Are you looking at your bookshelf? I sure am. I'm looking at all my DVDs <laughs> to figure out what you might not have seen. Would you like me to tell you the list that you gave me? No, I'm doing this. <laughs> you know what? How about Grease 2? Okay. Um, I haven't seen that. <laughs> I, um, I like for I those who don't know me, I love bad movies. Oh, yeah. She loves Tall Girl. <laughs> loves tall girl. I, just I loved tall girl i just like movies that are bad like ba- like usually the movies i love have horrible reviews on rotten tomatoes i just i'm just one of those people that is i appreciate all forms of entertainment and comedy so it's like there's something almost more fun to me of watching a movie that they tried so hard on and still ended up bad. Like, it's kind of my own... Maybe it sounds kind of cruel, but it's kind of my own brand of comedy watching, like, how bad a movie can be. You know what movie was genuinely fucking torturous to watch? The Dirty Dancing remake that you made me watch last night. (laughs) (laughs) Like, first of all, I was... I drank whiskey and cider. We were both on edibles, too. (laughs) And edibles. So I was fucking out of my mind, high and drunk. Um, I knew she'd hated it, and I was sitting there, like, listening to how much she hated it while also enjoying it. From what I remember, I was just like, Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also, like, an eternal optimist because, like, like, if I'm watching a bad movie, I will find, like, good things about it. So, like, the Dirty Dancing remake, it's fundamentally not good. But I love Nicole Scherzinger. I love Deborah Messing. I love Katie Seagal. I love whoever the guy was that played Johnny because he was sexy as fuck. Nicole Scherzinger was the only good thing about that movie. <laughs> not Did you see that, man? He was ripped. He wasn't. For me, it was the eyebrows. It was just like, <laughs> Like I can go back to that movie just because of how hot he was. That man's eyebrows were fucking sculpted. Like, 
<laughs> I'll give you a hint that Grease 2 is in the same vein as Dirty Dancing, the remake, is I oh only my. come back for the hot leading actor. <sighs> that changes my entire answer. Um, <laughs> Dang it. Uh, so, um, based on that, I assume it's uh, two high school students who get together like one's a greaser one's the popular girl and oh, then duh. obviously it's grease um they have a very toxic relationship because grease um and then um i assume that he has some kind of competition and then she decides to help him try to, to try and impress him you're kind of in the same vein but it's actually flipped um, what happens is Sandy's cousin, British cousin, oh my comes God. in as the foreign exchange student to Rydell. And so she sees the pink ladies and like, he's like, who's that bitch? Which is the only one that's not dating uh, the greaser or whatever. So all the pink ladies are, I guess it, that was a rule, not in the original Greece, but the rule is if you're a pink lady, you have to date one of the T-birds, which is the greasers. The greasers, yeah. That was like a thing that was in the movie. It was kind of funny. But the only one that wasn't, because she was dating the leader, and she is like, nah, fam. It's actually, there's a really funny, like, little jab at him that, like, sh I think is what happened is he wanted, she wanted to bone, and he was like, nah. Because there's this one comment she made that's like, yeah, me and Johnny broke up. There's got to be more to life than just making out. <laughs> and it's like damn girl <laughs> god damn so basically in order to impress this girl he like first of all he just tries to like talk to her like do the right thing he even had like a little pamphlet where he's like oh. reading how to like like talk to girls basically and he like goes in and is like little like khakis and shit and tries oh to ask god. her out what ends up happening is they're in a bowling alley, and they just won their game. And Johnny was, like, being a shithead. He's the leader of the T-Birds now, and he's like, how about first prize? What do I get for that? And he, like, he, he was basically saying, like, you should kiss me because I won. And she's like, no. <laughs> and he's like, why not? And she's like, you know what? I'll kiss the first guy that walks in there before I kiss you. And guess who's walking in? The T-Birds. The one, the only. His name is Michael. Michael. She Clifford? kisses him. I wish. I fucking wish. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so she kisses him and he's like, oh, this bitch likes me. And he's like... And then they end up ditching him. Oh. And he has this little conversation with the little sister of the pink lady. She's like one of the little sisters. And she's like, you know... The only way you can be cool around here is like to have your own motorcycle and shit. It's so stupid. And she's like, when I'm a pink lady, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> and he's like, oh, is that it? So then he starts making money by basically doing all the T-Birds homework for them. Hmm. He writes all their papers and does all their homework because he's like a Nobel Prize guy. And like basically they pay him to do his homework. So then he starts raising money to do a, a um, motorcycle. And then one day he goes on a date with her name is Stephanie. Okay. It's Michelle Pfeiffer, actually. And so her name is Stephanie, and he ends up getting her out on a date 
in the restaurant, but it's like he's helping her. He's basically tutoring her because she had to rewrite her whole um, essay for like English class. And then it's like they almost like each other. You can see it, but then the rules come back in. It's like you can't hang out. And then he ends up building a mic, a uh, microphone. <laughs> microphone. <laughs> he ends up building a motorcycle from scratch, from like a junkyard. Ooh. And becomes this mis- this mystery man, and he's like kicking ass. And Stephanie's like, "Who is this bitch?" <laughs> and then he ends up like the funniest thing to me is he ends up picking her up, and like he talks in a funny like a Batman type voice, like little lower, little gruffer. And he ends up picking her up and taking her out on a date, and she she still he keeps his helmet on the whole time. Oh still can't God. figure out who it is, and they even make out and everything through the and, helmet. Um, what? the helmet yeah like he had one of those helmets that just covered your eyes i mean it was like your head he never took his helmet off (laughs) or his goggles (laughs) (laughs) jesus christ and in the midst of this they're also getting ready for like a talent show which doesn't make any sense but like the whole ending is um basically the t-birds run him off a cliff and so she thinks he's dead Mm-hmm. And she ends up winning the talent show, which the talent show really has nothing to do with what's happening. And then at the end of the year, it's like the, instead of um, the fair that they have in the original Greece, it's called the Kalani Luau. So oh. they have a luau. And Johnny and Stephanie are like the um, king and queen. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the mystery man shows up. Because... Do you remember the rival gang from Greece? Yeah. They're back, I guess, at some point. That's <laughs> so jumbled. Like, at some point, they're chasing him around. And, like, they're like, who the fuck is this guy? Yo, fucking embarrass me in front of everyone. Popping wheelies and shit, making me look bad. Jesus fucking Christ, mate. <laughs> and they end up getting into this fight. And all they do is basically, like, all they got to do is push the bad guys into the pool and they're out of commission. No more fighting. And um, I don't know why I have my hands above my head, but I'm just pulling my sleeves down. <laughs> <laughs> but um, basically, he finally reveals himself and then they fall in love and he becomes a part of the T-Birds right at the end of the fucking movie and at the end of the year and when they're all graduating it's like yeah be a t-bird now after the fact so you can fuck this bitch like once and leave <laughs> and it's so funny because the song is like a slower version but it's called we'll be together in the same vein of the original Grease, and it's so funny oh my god it's so funny it's so <laughs> bad it's so good it's so bad Oh, my God. It's a cult classic. Of course that's, it is. I'm pretty sure a cult classic is any movie that's fundamentally bad, but people still like it. Well, I mean, In Dirty Dancing is a cult classic, and that's a very good movie. The funny thing about Dirty Dancing is there was a lot of, like, um, historical discrepancies. Oh, well. Yeah, it's a movie. Like, they didn't have <laughs> jean shorts in the 60s, and, like, Lisa did her hair very 80s. Yeah. There's a few, like, discrepancies. And also... A cult classic? A cult classic is, like, a movie I'm with Googling. a cult following. So, like, um, The Room. Um, the Breakfast Club. Heathers. I do love The Breakfast Club. 
A cult film or cult movie, also commonly referred to as a cult classic, is a film that has acquired a a cult following. Which, Crybaby has acquired a cult following, fun fact. I don't know about Grease 2, but Crybaby definitely. Uh, Beat it, creep. That is such a genuinely, like, bad but also good movie, and I don't know how to feel about it. It's John Waters. It's like, he's in on the joke. Like, that's how he does everything. It's, like, it's, like, fundamentally bad, but it's so, like, nudge, nudge, tongue-in-cheek humor that it's, like, he knows it is, and he's in on the joke, and he knows what he's doing. Like, if you've seen the original Hairspray, that's just how he does. Or Cha-Cha Shoes. That's just, like, his style. It's very interesting. I have an itch in my ear. Be together. Ah. There is a song that's at the bowling alley. Like, you know how one, a musical is supposed to have, like, one good dance number and then you're good? Grease mm-hmm. 2 has, like, four. Oh. We're talking ridiculous, like, out of sight, ridiculous dance numbers. Like, pull out all the stops kind of dance numbers, you know? Like, like you're the one that I want type? Yeah. But, like, for Jesus. four different songs. Jesus. Which was the first movie, which is, like, No One Wants to Go Back to School, that song. And then the next song was they were in the bowling alley. And the whole song is just like, we're going to bowl tonight. <laughs> and the whole movie is just random characters fucking, fucking threatening each other, being like, I'm going to do better at bowling than you are because it matters if you're good at bowling in this movie, I guess. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I gotta, you gotta, I gotta show you the song at least at some point. What was it? Grease Two is a fucking fever dream. It sounds like a fever dream from how you're describing it. Now I want to watch Grease Two after this. What the fuck is going on? Well, we already started with Rocket Man, so let's start with Rocket Man. <laughs> Rocket Man, burning down the streets. Sometimes I will want, like sometimes I don't like good movies. So it's so weird. Sometimes I don't like fundamentally good movies, but I will fuck with bad movies till the day I die. Yeah, yeah, that's completely your personality. What is? It's like I ne- I always hated the idea of a hipster, but live my life as one. Because <laughs> oh I do God. things to spite people way too much. Well, that's your entire personality. I I mean, I'm alive out of spite, honestly, since yeah. the day I was born. Because when my mom started dating my dad, she was like, we're not having any more kids. I'm done. Because she already had two kids. And my brother was really sick when he was young. So she's like, I'm not doing that again. Like, once my brother grew out of, like, the first year of life, he got a lot better. But the first year of life, they were in and out of hospitals. He had a lot of issues. And so she's like, I'm not doing that again. If it's my fault, we're not having any more kids. My mom's like, hell to the fucking no. And then guess what? <laughs> Four years later. You. It's your girl. <laughs> it's your boy. <laughs> uh, it's your boy. Uh, skinny penis. <laughs> that vine hey. will forever stick in my mind. Hey, it's your boy, Pete Davidson. Uh, but i have been living my life in spite since i was a child because my mom was like no more kids we done 
guess who's here? And I will tell everyone this story. Like my mom cried when she find out found out she's pregnant with me <laughs> because she didn't want another baby like my brother. Oh my God. Obviously there there's context to that, like I said, but I will not let my brother forget this. Nor <laughs> anyone else. <laughs> Nor anyone else. It's like, you want to know a secret? What my mom said before I was born. <laughs> and then, of course, my dad was not a good dad and was always saying shit like, you're a girl. Your opinion doesn't matter. Like, set, telling me all this shit. I'm like, you know the fuck what? No, not today. So I lived in spite because of that. Like, nah, bitch, just because I'm a lady don't mean my opinion don't matter. The thing with me was I was inherently a good kid. But I could not, like, behave to save my life at the same time. Like, there was a point in my life where every single year for, like, three years and the first day of school, I would be called into the principal's office. (laughs) It was like, God, fucking damn it. Some kind of fuckery. And they never called my parents. I still don't know why they never called my parents. Probably because they were the shitty, they were the shitty principal where Mr. Cram um, tackled an eighth grader. In a field. Oh yeah, you told me you said that story on the podcast, didn't you? Yeah, I think it was the bonus podcast or the first episode. Either way, it was pretty legit. Yeah, but, but yeah, yeah, I was a little shithead. Oh my god! Apparently, I was too. I was very argumentative, but I always remember having a good time at school. But according to my parents, I was a pretty strong-willed. Oh, my parents uh- being my mother and my sister, the only people that like legitimately raised me <laughs> oh, the there's two things the adhd and also the aries in me like i never know when to give up <laughs> yeah i'm a sagittarius i am pure fire sign but i also have a cancer moon so i'm very emotional <laughs> so like i'm a fucking mess and yeah the adhd and that i was autistic <laughs> and you never knew it <laughs> Yeah, and the thing is, I was also too smart for my own good. So it's like, I was at the point where I should have been challenged. But, like, when you see a kid who has discipline issues, you don't see a kid that's smarter than everyone else. Yeah. So, like, I was kind of in that. I don't, I don't, I say this with a grain of salt because I don't personally think I'm a smart person. Well, actually, I do. (laughs) (laughs) I've come to the conclusion that I'm an intelligent person because for a long time I thought I was dumb. But I don't think I am. But, yeah, I was in the gifted program for a really long time, and that helped me out a lot. But, like, for those first couple of years, I was, like, bored. And I think that was part of it. But I also was just argumentative as fuck. Literally, like, everything you just said was me. Like, I would argue with teachers, with classmates, with fucking anybody with a pulse. Oh, yeah. I mean, my entire home life was arguing. It's all I knew how to understand situations. Yeah, and then, like... My parents were always pissed at me growing up because I I am, like, smart. Like, in third, fourth grade, I could read a 10th grade level. That's kind of where I was. But the ADHD really set in, and it's like, you're so fucking smart, but it's like I couldn't, I couldn't finish the book I was supposed to be reading to save my life. I could not stay entertained long enough to read these books that I was, should have been reading. Yeah, like, literally, if it doesn't capture my full attention within five seconds, I cannot do it. Like, I know. It's like... No. It's like I only read books that entertained me, and that got me in a pickle. Because once I got to fifth grade, I had this teacher who, like, 
like, did you have like a color coordinate system? Um, what do you mean? Like, um, this certain grade level from this point to this point was like, it also had a number system too, but it was based on like colors. So like, I think black and lime green, like purple through lime green was like the hardest colors in my school, but like the bottom ones were like red and yellow. And as you got through each level, like it had a different color to show how hard it was. No, we didn't have that. Well, we had that as well as a numbered system. So if you, my teacher's like, if you weren't reading in your grade level, and because we took tests to get points uh, from reading these books, you could take a test and get points for it. And then you could like meet a goal and get like a prize or something. And my teacher, if you didn't make it to a certain, like if you didn't read between a certain like point, like it, if she gave you a color, you had to read from that color. And it went to the point where it's like if you, it had a number of points. Mm-hmm. Now, like if you're like 0.5 off from that number, those points wouldn't count towards your goal. Oh, okay. And I didn't, I read whatever goddamn books I wanted to read in fifth grade. And I made <laughs> like half of my points because it's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm reading what I want to read. Yeah, like it's fucking And stupid. she did not like that. We butted heads. Every single fucking teacher in elementary school fucking hated me because like I would always like argue with every single thing. Like it got fucking annoying, honestly. I was either loved or hated. There's no in between. I had throughout my life. If you were I've the had, social like, studies teacher, you probably liked me because I was the history kid. But oh, if you were the math teacher. Art and theater teachers loved me, but everyone else hated my guts (laughs) i had an english teacher who was the football coach and he only liked his football players and the fact that i was one of his favorites pissed me off because i did not like him but the fact that i was his favorite pissed everyone else off and it's like i don't want to be your favorite bitch like you're the football coach but it's like i was good in his class and we did a lot of literature so it's like that was like we read Romeo and Juliet and like that shit. I love literature in terms of that. Like I love discussing the big ideas and things like that. Oh, so yeah. he loved me and he would like try to talk to me and I'd be like, we're not friends. <laughs> we're not friends. There's nothing worse than the teacher you hating absolutely loving you. It's yeah. like that was me with my fucking math teacher in 11th grade. Like I told him once that I like rock music. And then he, like, tried to bond me. He, like, recommended this old 80s punk band that he listened to when he was in Corn. my grade. <laughs> and it's just, like, I don't, this, no, no. I don't want you leaving sticky notes of band names on my desk. Please don't. Oh, yeah. Like, my. Oh, and, then, and then you want to know what this man did, too? When my sister went and took his class, he looked at her name and was like, your last name's Kerr. And he, she was like, yeah. Kerr. Are you related to Ava Kerr? And she was like, yeah. And he looked at her um, paper like she wasn't getting a good grade. And then looked at her and was like, makes sense. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> no, I always turned in like good work and like wrote pretty good papers. And that was the thing with my comp teacher. I did not like him, but he sure liked me because I turned in good work and I could write really well. Yeah. I had one female teacher that I really enjoyed. She, like, one, I did not have a good time with English teachers except my first English teacher, my sophomore English teacher. She was amazing. I loved her. We did a whole thing on banned books and I was so into it. She was so nice, but it was bad. It was sad because I was in a class 
with these two guys that were just absolute assholes to her. And I thought she was the fucking best. And, like, there's nothing worse than being in the class that you know the teacher hates. Yeah. Because it's like, these two guys are just fucking assholes. Like, I couldn't even, like, could not shut their fucking mouth. And I was like, God damn it, I really like her. Like, she does not deserve this. Yeah. It's the worst feeling ever. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Along with all my history teachers. Except for my gov teacher. But he was, like, fresh out of college, and he was, like, a dude bro. So only really liked, um the dude bros in my class <laughs> my gov teacher nice. i hung out with my music teacher way too fucking much um i was her teacher aide for stop it i know i'm doing it i keep forgetting i'm not even high <laughs> <laughs> me neither i'm actually uh, we went through this whole podcast sober oh <laughs> you couldn't we... fucking tell yeah this is a surprise for sierra but i mean like i can do shit sober sierra yes, I can. <laughs> I'm doing it right fucking now. I know, but like, do you can, but like, you rarely do. That's my choice. Bodily autonomy. Pro choice. Pro choice. (laughs) But I am, I was a, I hung out with my band teacher way too much. I still do because she's now my mentor. But (laughs) when I was in high school, I was in band with her, and then I had music theory with her, and then I was her aide. And then half of the time I would just go hang out with her when I didn't have any reason to be there. Like I was on half of my day because I have eight hour period days where it's like the same eight hours every day. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have block schedules or anything like that. So it was like first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. Every single day you have the same schedule. Yeah. Which I personally liked. But um, so it was like I spent four hours of the day at the music side of the building because it was like isolated from everyone else because I had choir one hour and then I had three other hours with my band teacher. <laughs> and now she's just my bro because I am working back at my hometown. So she's now like my mentor and she's my bro. Nice. Full circle. <laughs> it's a circle I keep drawing a heart. of life. And it moves us so. all. <laughs> Stop singing. Stop singing. <laughs> <laughs> Should we do um, one more and then move on to Am I the Assholes? Yes. Okay. Um, let's see. What do you think the end of the fucking world's about? I'm guessing it's post-apocalyptic. Um, okay. It's been recommended it to me multiple times. I'm getting a warm bodies vibe, but I have the feeling they're both alive. So, like, a love story in the midst of the apocalypse. Is that your final answer? Yes. Um, no. Um, <laughs> so, basically, the show is about this kid. He's considered, like, a psychopath. Like, he kills a bunch of animals, and then he talks about, like, killing people and, like, having no emotions. And he meets this girl, Alyssa. And she comes from, like, a broken home. Her dad left when she was young. And then her... Hey, mom. Hey, dad. When did did this this end? (laughs) (laughs) But um, her stepfather is a complete fucking douche. Her mom, like, barely pays attention at all. And at some point, he starts becoming friends with Alyssa with the intention to kill her. Keep in mind, they met in high school. So, um... They start becoming friends. One day she goes over to him and is like, I want to run away. 
take your dad's he punches his dad knocks him out and then they steal the car um drive away and they're heading towards like her dad's trailer so um they go through a bunch of shit um they end up stopping at this house that was empty they camp out there and the homeowner comes no they camp (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) they camp out there and then um the homeowner comes home and Alyssa's sleeping in the bed and James, the uh, main character, is sleeping under the bed. Um, oh, no, he was sleeping beside the bed. And then, like, when he heard somebody coming, he snuck under the bed. So he would sleep on the floor for her. But he comes in, the homeowner, and he tries to <laughs> Alyssa and sexually assault her. Why is that is his first thought coming home and seeing, like, a chick in his bed? Like, yeah, let me just... Well, it's later revealed that he did that a lot. Like, he had pictures of, like, typed up women that he'd, like... So he just picked... They just picked the wrong house to go to. Yes. Pretty much. Um, But as he's trying to assault Alyssa, James comes out from under the bed, stabs the guy in the neck, and he bleeds all over Alyssa. And then she's like, what the fuck? He throws up. And then, like, that's the point where he realized he's not actually a psychopath. He just like has a lot of trauma that he needs to work through um <laughs> good for him i suppose and then he eventually starts falling for Alyssa. they make a run for it they, is this is a series it's two series two seasons i thought so um the first season and they get to Alyssa's dad's trailer and the police find them he tries to make a run for it and then like throws Alyssa back so like it looks like she was just kidnapped by him. What a nice guy. <laughs> he, not, pretty nice guy. And then, What a nice guy. <laughs> but it ends with him getting shot by the police. And Are then... Sure this isn't The Outsiders? I've never seen The Outsiders. <laughs> I know. The next season starts with Alyssa getting married to this kid that she doesn't like. Her mom's basically making her crushing her to marry him. Romeo and Juliet? James eventually finds her, and he's a completely different human because by this point, his dad had died, and, like, he had nobody else in the world. Wait, then who got shot by the police? I thought it was the guy that she liked. James got shot by the police, but he only got shot, like, in his stomach as he he was running away. He didn't die. He was just injured. And... Basically, it all looked like Alyssa was kidnapped by him, and she got away. So I need to say this before you go on, but every time you say Alyssa, all I think about is a drag queen named Alyssa Edwards. <laughs> so all I'm imagining is a drag queen. But in that season, they start getting close together, and he opens up to her so much, and it's like genuinely fucking like Aww. sweet because you can see that he's trying genuinely, and Alyssa's just like, nope, nope. Absolutely not. And then they I don't run know into whose side I'm on at this point. You just have to like watch the entire series because it's like heartbreaking throughout it. But why would I do that? Because it's still really good. But no, I um, just mean I was decided to just pull on my nail for fun and then I Oh. Why did I do that? I hate myself. <laughs> but in this season, the guy who got killed, the predator who tried to <laughs> Alyssa, his student tries to go after James and Alyssa. And a student? What? what? Like, she, he was her mentor, 
And in like murder? And I don't fucking know. Um, but he was her mentor. And then she joins with them with the intent to kill them. But then everything just gets in the fucking way. And it ends with her going away. And then like James and Alyssa having like a little moment where like she finally like starts to let him in. Hmm. And then that's the final season ever. It's like done done? Yeah, because it was supposed to end with the first season. But then because it was so popular, they added the second season. Not bad. I hate myself for taking this nail off, but... Anyway, am I the Aspers? Have you ever seen Ratatouille? (laughs) (laughs) No. Ratatouille. I've seen Ratatouille. Ratatouille Figaro. Magnifico! Yes, but has a devil put aside for me? For me? Oh. Walk alone 4533. Am I the asshole for refusing to apologize to my mother in law after she saw me wearing my underwear? No. This happened yesterday morning at 9 in the morning. I, female 33, was in the kitchen eating breakfast wearing my regular underwear. Suddenly I heard gasping sounds coming towards me. I turned and saw my mother and sister-in-law yelling about what I was wearing. I was in utter shock and just froze in my seat. My husband was asleep at the time and he must have heard his mom and sister screaming because he ran downstairs asking what's going on. His mom started ranting loudly about what an, inappro- what an appropriate scene she and her daughter saw. I'm still sitting in shock when my husband started yelling at me to go put something on quickly. I went upstairs while his mom kept yelling after me, calling me shameless and inappropriate. I then heard my husband say, it won't happen again. I got so mad, I put a coat on and went downstairs and started arguing with my mother-in-law. I told her she shouldn't have come over without notice, but turns out my husband told her to come over at nine to discuss a family crisis. My mother-in-law said I was in the wrong for walking around half naked knowing she was a key. She has a key and might show up any minute. I told her it's my home. And she said it's her son's home, too. We argued, and my husband told me to knock it off and apologize, but I refused and went back upstairs. Then after his mom and sister left, he called me childish and inappropriate. I tried Shut to- up. Shut the fuck up, dude. If you didn't want her to walk around- It seems like this is a regular thing, that she walks around in her underwear. If he knows that she walks around in her underwear all the time, why not fucking tell her that your mom and sister are coming over? Yeah, who doesn't tell someone that they're, someone's coming over? Yeah, like, and why the fuck was he asleep if he was expecting them at nine? So many questions. I tried to explain my side, but he said, what's done's done. And he what's promised his mom that done. I will apologize. But I said, I will never apologize. And she's going to have to wait for decades for that. He got upset and called me disrespectful towards my guests. And mother-in-law was technically a guest, so... He's still nagging at me for an apology to his mom via email to get over this. Over- Why the fuck are you emailing your wife? <laughs> <laughs> like, have a fucking conversation, pussy. Pussy. Am I the asshole for not apologizing? I'll apologize if it turns out that I'm the asshole here. No, you're not. You're not the fucking First of all, asshole. you didn't fucking know anyone was coming and no one told you. You were more than allowed to walk around in your underwear in your own goddamn house. Girl, I walk around in my sports bra and fucking underwear all the fucking time when I'm home alone. Like, it's my fucking house. Yeah, it's like, you had no idea someone was coming? 
girl, you're get a new husband, put him in rice, do something. Seriously. Honestly, Honestly, just unplug him, but don't plug him back in. (laughs) Truly. My opinion. Men ain't shit. At the end of the day, men ain't shit. That just makes me mad. It's like, you're... And the fact that she's like, you're shameless. Mem, mem, mem. Like, you walked into my house without asking. I could call the police on you. Truly. Okay. So this is a two-parter. Oh, um, Am I the asshole for not allowing my family to see my daughter until after they explain why she wet herself? Okay. My I daughter, don't have an opinion yet. My daughter is seven and autistic, partially verbal. During high-stress situations, she goes mute. Anyway, she went to my sister's house all happy on Friday. It was a whole family get-together. I had to run and deliver some packages. I was gone for like half an hour. Anyway, when I get back, she was in different clothes and very clearly upset. I asked what happened, and my sister told me she wet herself after she couldn't have a chocolate pop. Now, here's the thing with my girl. She would never wet herself purposely. She has extreme anxiety surrounding her toileting to the point of therapy. I don't know what this anxiety is caused by, but it's pretty severe. She was clearly very distressed so i just took her home in the car she broke down sobbing but was unable to tell me what happened as soon as we got home she took herself upstairs and put a pull-up on pull-ups being accessible for her is a recommendation she is so she has more control over herself and has been super cuddly since she hasn't been using her aav devices or signing at all she has two therapists, and she's due to see them both in the next week to see if they'll be able to help me understand what's happened. Family have been awful, my sister mainly, who's still claiming that she was being a brat and is doing this all for attention. Nope. Nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Something happened. No girl fucking pisses themselves for attention. For funsies. For funsies. No. No. No, um, I know kids, and it's like, they've done things for attention, but they I don't know a kid that would piss themselves for funsies. Yeah, no. I've since told every family member they will not be seeing her or me until the truth has been told, which may be overkill, but I don't think my daughter would want to see anybody anyway. Obviously, this has upset a lot of people, especially those who don't know what happened. I'm standing by my statement. If my sister won't tell me off her own back, pressure from other family members may help her along. I'm slightly concerned I'm being a major ass, though, to those who want to see her and now can't. I'm starting to feel quite bad despite having explained my full situation, my situation in full. Sorry. Am I the ass here? I'm putting trash in my can so I can take it away. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, no. As a mother, it's your right to say who can and cannot see their child. Oh, by the way, there was an edit. It's the father, not the mother. That's posted. As writing the post? Yeah. Oh, well, either way, he has that right. Yeah. And something shady had to have happened for the daughter to be acting this way. My theory is, like, I feel like they might have, like, yelled at her. Like, maybe she asked for something, and then they yelled at her and shamed her, and then she started crying and wet herself. Like, that's the only thing I can think of, logically. Everyone's getting fucking engaged. Sorry. Who got engaged? Another fucking person on my Facebook, and it's like, ugh, over <laughs> it. So fucking over happiness. Anyway, here's the update. Um, 
Hey y'all. First of all, just wanted to say how grateful I am for all the comments I received. I, and was unable to reply to I appreciate it. First things first, my daughter is okay. Now she's talking some, although not much, she's back to using her communication device though. She had play therapy on Monday in which some things she acted out were mildly concerning. I apologize mm-hmm. for not going into detail. My family have found my account and I'm trying to protect her privacy. She started talking that, again that day too. There was immediate concern between myself and her therapist who was then conveyed to her second therapist who see, she sees on Thursdays. I am happy to say we have answers. On Wednesday, my dad called me. He's been feeling guilty and was desperately trying to figure out what happened. He eventually convinced my mom to get it out of my sister. At which point my sister confirmed that what most of you guessed. My girl asked for a choco pop, got told no in a yell because my sister was frustrated with food. Kiddo got scared and then realized she had to go to the toilet, but at this point was nonverbal. She tried mm-hmm. to get my sister's attention, who assumed she was after the cake pop and was yelled at again. Yeah. Look, the last part is a little messy, but one of the men then yelled at her again, effectively scaring herself into wetting her into wetting herself. At which point she started crying and her husband and her cousin went and found my family for her. Um, everyone who was present basically agreed to not tell me the full truth so I didn't go mad on them. Uh, what? Throw them in fucking rice, unplug them, and never plug them in again. That's just like, whenever you think, let's not tell them the full story and they'll be okay, it's gonna come out eventually and they're gonna be a thousand times more pissed. I guarantee you. I can guarantee you, as mad as you think they're gonna be when you tell them the truth. They're gonna be a thousand times more when you hide it. If I'm asking you something, I want the truth. I do not want to hear it from anybody else besides you. That's mm-hmm. it. I do not want to hear it from your sisters, brothers, cousins, fucking aunts. I want to hear it from you. Yeah, and it's also like for a child like this who's nonverbal and can't tell you what happened, that's incredibly important, especially when you don't understand why she's behaving a certain way. It's like you need that information to understand. Yeah. I hate um, comparing, but it's kind of like if you traumatize your pet in any way. I say I don't say that this child is a pet, but the same idea that it's nonverbal. It, they can't tell you what happened, so you have to guess. Yeah, it's like with a baby. Like you can't, they can't speak words. You just have to assume or guess. And I, I don't think it is his mistake at all. But probably just either they need to know more about how to interact with a child with this condition, or something. Yeah. Or like he just needs to be around at all times. I'm not saying any of this is his fault, but they need some more information on how to interact with a kid like this. Yeah. I was upset and still have an open contact with everyone. Although my dad did come to see her yesterday and came to therapy with us, which I think helped. The therapy session essentially confirmed what had happened, what had been said. We're upping her to two therapy sessions with that therapist a week. We are trying to gauge if two play therapy sessions are needed too. Or maybe just lengthening the existing one. Mm-hmm. I still have not spoken to my sister because I do not believe I would be able to be civil. My dad and I are working to rule out family members that were definitely not involved to hopefully have her see them more. As that's something her therapist recommended. I Honestly, hope- good for the dad. Like, I'm here for this dad right now. Yeah. Like, this is refreshing, honestly. Because usually the old guy is, like, so stuck in his ways. Yeah, it's normally, like, the mom who's, like, 
has to go all out for the kid and then it's just refreshing Mm -hmm. to see like a dad like getting involved with their daughter oh yeah or just like the dad the older dad too i'm here for oh yeah especially him but no he has no mm -mm. that bitch can get fucked absolutely not she needs to go like maybe if she truly wants to see that child again he should be like you're gonna have to take a class or go to therapy with us or something because i'm not letting you or you're gonna come hang out with us on my terms around me yeah like i would not leave her alone with this child for a while yeah no Mm -mm. but like like i said before i just think this sister or this whole family could benefit from like talks with a therapist or i don't know if they do classes or anything but just more experience and advice in handling a child with this condition yeah um but yeah that's the final update on that one boom shaka laka you have every right as a parent to say certain people can't come around your child yeah exactly so even if I did disagree with it, that's his choice at the end. Yeah. And like So you can get fucked. <laughs> anyway, um, I think that is gonna be it for today's podcast. Sober podcast, yay. Sober podcast. Baby. I'm sure half of you are like bored to tears, but at least it's more <laughs> coherent. Yeah. At least you I shared the read. podcast we tried to do yesterday. Oh, we we didn't make it past forty five minutes. <laughs> That was awful. Maybe one of these days. (laughs) Thank you for watching the Dirty Dancing Havana Nights recap show. Thank you for watching (laughs) um, Dirty Havana Nights. Um, Yeah. um, We will see. Ava just had a seizure. (laughs) Yeah. uh, mm, mm, mm. Fun fact Ava's actually a robot. I have no friends and I invented her. Don't tell them our secret. Good. It's taken a lot of therapy to get over that, that I'm not a human. Then why are you in therapy? Therapy is for humans. Fuck you. <laughs> All right. Bye, sprinklerinos. Stop it. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>